Did an entire town in Pennsylvania just up and disappear? The planet Mars throws up all over itself. And what happens when conspiracy meets country music? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Okay, everyone, we're back for another episode. Episode 11. Episode 11 of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I think at this point, I have outlasted like 50% of all podcasts ever created. I think most podcasts, they get started with good intentions, but for whatever reason, uh, they uh, fall off. Let me just say to those of you who have done podcasts in the past or any sort of artistic or creative project, and you gave up on it, don't give up on it. Pick it back up, because it's always fun, even if you're like me, just doing it for a hobby. I really enjoy doing this. We I went over the subjects a bit. Um, I'm not going to complain about the weather tonight like I normally do. It's actually not terrible. It could be a little bit cooler. And, and also, I'm going to try to keep it under 20 minutes. Now, one of the reasons why we... Um, one of the reasons why we, we ran a little bit long last time, so I didn't get to the Mars story, so I'm probably going to start off with that. I wanted to go ahead and give out a quick... We got a sponsor... We got a sponsor today. It's ugh, can't even ugh, Bragg's <laughs> Bragg's apple vinegar, apple cider vinegar. They're not actually a sponsor, but um, I've recently been ugh, just uh, ugh, can't even. <clears throat> so I started taking shots of it to help ugh, with my digestion. Just the mere thought of it is just just uh, um, that. Ugh, the taste it just gets to you. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's actually really healthy for you. And, you know, there's that. I'm not a big fan of homeopathic stuff. I like Western medicine. I like medicine that was created in a laboratory. I started going to this doctor recently, a nurse practitioner, whatever. And I go and I'm like, my back's hurting. And she's like, well, rub eucalyptus oil and take the tears of two Chinese rainbows. And I'm like, no, just give me something manufactured in a lab. That's what I want. I can go online and find out about the healing properties of, you know, like bungo bungo root. I can find that out and buy it myself. I'm going to you because I need something that I can't buy online or, well, you can buy anything online, but I need, I'm going to you because I need a prescription for like antibiotics or something like that or pain medication or whatever. I'm not going to you to get your latest recommendation from Mother Earth, Mother Jones, whatever, one of those hippy-dippy magazines. Give me some Western stuff. I'll deal with the long-term consequences later on if it's like destroying my liver because right now I just need something to take care of stuff. Yeah, she told me to get like CBD oil for my back. And I was like, yeah, CBD oil is great, but I get drug tested at my job, so... If I pop a drug test, and, and apparently, like, CBD oil is fine as long as you don't put it in, like, get it in your mouth, but I would get it in my mouth. Today, I was putting on some uh, back cream, some of that. I made my own back rub stuff. I got some, you know, generic uh, back rub, topical ointment, topical ointment for pain. I bought some of that from Walmart, and then I have a bag full of scorpion peppers that my friend at work gave me. Hey, Mark. He gave me these bag of scorpion peppers. And I took a scorpion pepper, and I just, <laughs> I, I, I took a little dish, and I put a bunch of the back cream in it, like the great value back cream. And then I took a scorpion pepper and, like, 
stuck it in there and like squeeze it around and mixed it all it all up and let it soak let the oil soak in and it actually works pretty good it burns i actually thought it would burn more so i think i need to kind of like squish it more maybe get some more oils onto it but going back to the thing is so i rubbed it on my back and then two minutes later i ended up rubbing like near my eyeball i didn't get it in my eyeball so if i had cbd oil and i rubbed it on my back and no matter how great i'm sure that it feels Within minutes, I would probably end up like flossing my teeth or picking my nose or something like that. And it's going straight to my bloodstream. So I can't help that. So give me something. Give me like some Western medicine. Give me some Western medicine. So anyways, apple cider vinegar. I've been drinking that to help with digestion stuff. And it kind of like keeps ugh, your energy level up. I actually recommend that it. it does give you energy. Usually in the morning, the first thing I'm doing the keto diet. I don't know if I talked about that. I've lost 75 pounds so far since last year. But anyways, that's I'm, that's a whole other project. That's I'll, I'll, I'll reveal that. But anyway, so I lost 75 pounds. And one thing I've been doing is there's a thing called fat bombs where you, t- you know, you know what? Let me go ahead and get started with the show. I'll save the um, I'll save all that stuff for later. So Mars, you know, one of the theories, again, like one of the conspiracy theories that I like to believe in is that humans may be from Mars. Like maybe that was a, like the story of the Garden of Eden is that idea like that was a planet and the bible is basically a very very it's like a close to an accurate history book but told on the level of a caveman if any of that makes sense so i think like a lot of the early stuff is metaphorical i don't necessarily i don't i don't believe that there was an actual talking snake in in a garden of eden where they're like hanging out with animals i think that's a metaphor story for the creation but i i also think it's kind of neat to think that maybe a a theory that i wouldn't be surprised if humans came from mars and when we look up at it and we go well jason you can look at the mars there's no structures if we were there and we were advanced enough to launch a shuttle to earth we would see stuff but not if there was no atmosphere and stuff had been being uh, eroded over you know hundreds of thousands of years so that's my argument, but it doesn't, I mean, again, it's something that I think is interesting to believe in. I don't really, I can't really prove it. And that'll kind of come into play later when we talk about the country music conspiracy theorist. So if anyone is like, no, Jason, that's absolutely not true. And here's some facts to back up that what you're saying is wrong. I'll be like, okay, you know, it's just an, it's a fun theory for me to entertain. But he, but, but a lot of times the thing that's more fun or funner than the theory is the actual truth i think a lot of times it can be more interesting i saw this headline and i'll post the article in the links the headline was it's fox news because again they have a lot of really they have a good weird news section headline is mysterious mars rock formation explained and it doesn't involve ufos so i saw the headline and i was like oh okay you know this might be kind of interesting but of course, you know, I think why well, it would be more interesting if it involved UFOs, but it's actually not. This is what I this is what I think is fascinating. So, anyways, they found this rock formation. It, they call it an enigmatic pile, an enigmatic, like an enigma. But okay, anyways, you'll read the article. A, a weird pile of eroding sentiments, and people thought that. Um. It says, and UFO hunters strongly believe an extraterrestrial spacecraft was like... Okay, so there's... Sorry, sorry. Getting ahead of myself. So UFO hunters were saying that looks like that was caused by like UFOs taking off and landing like it was some sort of 
launch pad or some sort of area that would show that. What what's amazing about it? It was a, a volcanic explosion on Mars. So the fact to think like we we think of Mars as like this dead planet, but to think underneath there's like lava. Like it's still alive at its core. It's still burning and churning and all, you know, all of the stuff that we have on Earth it's still happening in those empty cave systems. This wind is just whistling through. It's just stark and alone and 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 dark. And there's no life, but you still have all of the that churning that churning planet. I find it's fascinating. This volcanic eruption it's the the Medu- I don't know why these words are so hard to pronounce. The Medusa Fosse Formation. This in- enigmatic pile of eroding sediment. This results of this volcanic eruption is one fifth the size of the United States. It's also quoting here one hundred times more massive than the largest explosive volcanic deposit on Earth, which would make it the largest known explosive volcanic deposit in the solar system. That is amazing. That's just that that raw power. I mean, if there was any anything on the planet when that happened, it would have instantly been decimated. A hundred times more massive than the largest explosive volcanic deposit on Earth. And it's the largest one that we've ever seen in the solar system. That's amazing to me. Just that act. I, I find, and I think we talked about this first episode, I find volcanoes fascinating to begin with. I live between two volcanoes. Not on purpose, but I mean, I just kind of ended up here. So to me, that story, that violence of the universe, that churning and that explosive power and all of that stuff, and, and it kind of just happening in a void where no, if we weren't here to observe it, it still would have happened, but it would just, this planet still would have just been tumbling through the darkness of space. And we can look up at it and we can measure it and we can be in awe of this. And then you think about the magnitude of the galaxy and of the universe and all of these amazing scientific, geological, astronomical events happening. And we're lucky enough to be able to just view this one. I I just think that's amazing. So I do like the idea of like, oh yeah, you know, there's other stuff out there, like the fantasy version of life, but that's pretty awesome. Like a lot of times the reality of life can be just as amazing. Another thing I want, I think I'm going to finish up with the conspiracy country music thing. I think that'll probably be easiest because this one's actually a short topic because I've come across a, a, quite a few conspiracy theories. There's not a lot of information on. Well, I've, and here's the interesting thing about that. I'm going to open this Diet Pepsi here. Dead Rabbit Radio sponsored by Diet Pepsi. Choice of a new generation. So a lot of times you come across conspiracy theories that nobody knows about. Or very, very limited people know about. That usually means... Well, it can mean a lot of things. But anyways, one is that it's it's fake and somebody's just making it up and the story hasn't spread that far. Two, it's true. And the reason why nobody knows about it is because it is being covered up. Like, if stuff does get out, the web pages are taken down. Or three, it's true... And it just hasn't gained traction. So it's either fake, it's either like a fake one and it hasn't caught into the mainstream. It's a real one and it's being it's being deleted as it's being talked about, or three that it's real and it just hasn't gained traction yet. Obviously the for the most ninety nine percent of them they're just fake and you just don't know about them yet. 
you know, someone makes up a conspiracy. Like, so at some point, someone made up uh, Loch Ness Monster, and we can do a whole episode on that, but that's pretty much been disproven. But it took a while for that to catch on. But anyways, so there's a conspiracy going around, and there's and we're going to do a lot of these conspiracy theories that no one's heard about, because I find these really fascinating, because you can disprove this one and disprove that one. The more information that's out there, it's easier to disprove. So here's one of our, I think we'll have a little segment called like Missing Conspiracies or something like that. I don't know. I don't really like that, but... Doveland, Wisconsin. I said Pennsylvania earlier, but it's not Pennsylvania. I just realized that. Doveland, Wisconsin is a town in Wisconsin that people have said, oh, you know, I have like, I have my coffee mug says Doveland, Wisconsin on it. And some people had like, you know, because it was like kind of a tourist town. People would go through it and just kind of nestled in Wisconsin and people, you know, Hood River's a tourist town. We have, like, all our little tchotchkes. You can get, like, Hood River shirts and may the forest be with you or whatever. It's all good in the hood. So people have mugs and they have these shirts and these type of things for the city of Dublin. The problem is the city of Dublin no longer exists. The question is, did it ever exist? Is this just a fake story? So I'm on this website. I'll post a link to it. Now, again, I'm this website has about as much information as any of the websites do. When you start looking through conspiracy theories, when you look for Dublin, Wisconsin, Dublin, Wisconsin, you'll see people go, I can't find any information on it. I can't find any, any information on it. So we're going to Pennsylvanian Patriot. This is this person's page. That's why I got the state mixed up earlier. So I'm going to read a bit from here and I'll send you the link because you can definitely go check this out for yourself and support this. This person's website, okay, so uh, this is the beginning of it. Supposedly there was a small town in Wisconsin called Doveland that just up and disappeared sometime in the late 1980s, early 1990s. One day the town was there, the next it wasn't. Every man, woman, and child vanished into thin air. And they're saying that it doesn't show up on any maps. Uh, People in the area don't remember that it existed. Which, I mean, again, makes you think that it's most likely a fake one. And here's the theories that Pennsylvania Patriot put out for what could be going on. One, that the town never existed and it's just a LARP, which is a term for a live-action roleplay. It's just somebody making up a conspiracy theory and seeing if it ever gains traction. Two, that um, there is a, there was a town called Dublin, Dublin, Wisconsin, that just slowly people filtered out of because of the economy. And eventually it started to become a ghost town, and then maybe they changed their name or something like that. Uh, Three, this is where we get into the really unfeasible thing. So the first one is the most likely that it's fake. The second one is possible that people just kind of filter out of the town. Both of those happen. Um, I'm going to put in my own three right now. Um, Oh, wait, no, never mind. That was number one. I was going to say it's all made up. Um, His three or her three um, is where we start to get into the really weird conspiracy theories, which to me is kind of the cool stuff with this type of story that a government project or experiment went wrong and it killed everybody or did something to the population and the government had to cover it up now that's that you see scenarios like that in movies like the crazies or or any sort of like return of living dead where there's a population there's some sort of outbreak and the government has to basically destroy the whole thing and just purge it 
And you could say, well, that's impossible. How could you get away with that? Well, one, this was back in the 80s and 90s, which would be a little bit easier for them to cover up. But two, you know, America's a huge place. We A lot of times we don't realize how big America is. So if you had some small town, you know, because they never really say what the population of this is. Let's say you had a town that only had like a thousand people in it. And you did release some sort of virus or you ran some sort of test or something in that town and it went sideways. You could cover it up. And if anyone ever asked about it, just be like, oh, no, 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 that town didn't exist. And over time, eventually people would people who were around to even remember that town would be gone. I mean, it wouldn't be easy. I'm not saying that it would be super easy to pull off making a thousand people disappear. But it's, I don't think it's as implausible as we would think. You couldn't do it with a major city, but if it was a small town in the middle of nowhere, because again, see, they're real scant on details, so who knows. But I, I don't think it's as implausible as people think. The fourth one is the town fell into another dimension. <laughs> the town fell into another dimension, or we shifted into a reality where the town never existed, and that was like the Mandela effect. That's what I talked about, I think, on episode 7, Shower Power. We talked about the Mandela effect and how I'm in a universe where people don't shower all the time, and we may have all moved to a universe where Dublin, Wisconsin no longer exists. So I I, I think it's an interesting uh, conspiracy theory. It's one of those ones that I've never really heard of. I have a list of conspiracy theories. And this it's not like I have this special list. It's on the internet. but And list them all from most popular to the ones no one knows about. And this one's, I think, in the middle. It's going to get weird. This show's going to get weird when we start going deeper and deeper into this conspiracy list. So Dublin, Wisconsin, did it exist? Most likely not, but I think it's an interesting story. I think it's an interesting story, and I I think the idea of a small town, like a small Americana town just up and disappearing, I think it's creepy. I think it's very Twilight zone I like it. I think this would be more plausible also in a country where, like, this, this stuff may have happened in Russia. You may have had a small town on the off or the USSR on like the outskirts of the Soviet Union, Siberia, that area where this did happen. And it would be very easy to scrub. They were erasing people from pictures. So I'm going to try to do this quick, but I don't know if I can do it justice. So we're going to go ahead and try this out. So right now I want to talk about the YouTube star, Flat Earth Man. So Flat Earth Man is a country music. So we're going to, we're going to go a little bit long. Flat Earth Man is a country music singer who sings about the Flat Earth. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. We're going to talk about it. I, I really can't stand playing this for long, and, and you'll hear why. So we're going to go ahead and get this started. Okay, so obviously, I, I'm not, I can't watch this again. I've already seen it like three times. I'll put the link in the description. But the, he tells this origin story where a guy tells him first about the Flat Earth, how great the Flat Earth is. And he's like, oh, I don't believe you, I don't believe you. And then he he went and did his own research. And that's something you'll hear them say a lot. They'll say, just research it, man, just research it, just research research it. And they feel like if you just research it, then you'll come to the truth. And I I run into that mentality with uh, this, and I run into it with all sorts of issues, including, like, politics, like, real issues. People go, oh, no, no, research it, and once you research it, you'll believe exactly like I do. And the problem is, is that people, you're always going to bring your own person to your research. We may use the exact same research tools 
And I'm, you may come to a different conclusion than I can. I do. The problem is, is that if I do do the research, doo-doo, uh, if I do do the research and I come to a different conclusion, then I'm just a shill or I'm, you know, I, I don't get it. I didn't look too much into it. So these people are always like, just research it, just research it. You'll come to the same conclusion I did. I did research it. And whenever I go into a conspiracy theory, I try to keep an open mind. And generally, I view it as, I don't know anything about this subject. So if I knew nothing, if I did not know that the Earth was a globe, if I was never taught that before, based on the information I'm receiving, would I believe it? And I do that with all conspiracy theories. I give them a fair shake. People, and I do with ghost stories. I do with Bigfoot, whatever. I, I'll give you a fair shake. So when I was first looking into flat Earth, they're like, listen, the way the curve, there should be a curvature of the Earth, but these people have done these models where they stick sticks in the ground, they run these ropes, and it should be like an eight-foot drop-off, and it's not there, and I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah, I, I, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense, and you know, water finds its level, water finds its level, that's a big thing, and I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, the ocean... It, it looks relatively flat, and they're like, you know, the the windows in the plane are concave, so if you look in your fisheye lens, like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I do the research, and I keep an open mind when I'm reading, doing it. The thing is, then what I do is then I research the arguments to their points, because the fact is, is I'm not a geographer, I'm not a mathematician. So if someone says, if you stick sticks on the ground and you've seen no dip, and that means the world's not curved, and I go, I, 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 can't, I personally can't argue with that. So then I go, well, I'm going to find someone who knows what they're talking about, who argues that, and we'll see what they come up with. And so then I look at the other people and they're saying, the, the earth is so big that you're not, you're, you're basically, your math is wrong. That if you stick sticks in the ground and ropes, you're not going to see a drop off because the we imagine Earth is smaller than it is. So I go, okay, so again, you, you, I keep an open mind when I hear it. When I come across an argument that I don't have the facts to refute myself, I'll find someone else. And if the other person is not giving me the right, if I look at what the other person, and then I'll look back at the conspiracy argument for them refuting those points, and very rarely can they. You have the conspiracy, you have the skeptic, and the conspiracy, a lot of times, then they go back and they're like, you're just a shill, you're just a shill. So, and they, that doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes the skeptics are wrong, and I, I and the conspiracy theorists do have a good answer for the skeptics, and that's when we're kind of back to square one. But 90% of conspiracy theories get beaten out. This is where he's doing, this is the part of a story where he's doing his research, to do his research. And that's a part of, that's a big part of the problem here, because... They're saying, you know, the videos are fake. Uh, one of their arguments is that all of NASA's stuff is fake. Here, watch this video. This video is the truth, though. What I'm telling you is the truth. Everything else is fake. And again, it goes back, to, you know, the idea of fake news has been around much longer than the term has been, obviously. If NASA is faking videos and then someone says, here's my video, that's the truth. The first question should, you should ask is, well, how do I know you're not faking it? How do I know you're not making this stuff up? And the fact of the matter is, is you can set anyone down. If people who don't have a good understanding of something, you can have them watch videos, primarily videos, books and magazines will do too. But if people don't have a strong knowledge base of something, you can show them videos on things. And they that's really the first exposure they're being given. We're not taught in school. We're taught in school the world is round. 
And that's kind of it. Unless you're going, you know, a geology major or a science major and you're going to have classes that more that will go or, you know, astronomy goes more into the formation of planets and things like that. For the most part, they don't spend a whole amount of time on how the Earth, how we know the Earth is flat because it's not a subject that really needs to be talked about. This guy who says he didn't believe in a flat Earth before, which is probably true and someone told him about it and he goes whoa that doesn't make sense like putting stuff in a line and water finds its level and and the guy's saying hey man just research it that's all i'm asking so he goes and he watches some youtube videos which to be fair can be very convincing if you don't have a firm grasp on any subject i don't i don't know a ton about guns so if i started watching videos and they're like yeah you know this ar-15 it can fire a thousand rounds per second with this extra additional thing i'd be like oh okay I don't know. And then I would repeat that information to a friend of mine who knows about guns. And they're like, dude, you're an idiot. That gun, that's impossible. The barrel would melt. And I go, oh, okay. Because I don't know a lot about how guns work. And I'm sure a bunch of you people out there are going like, they're not called guns. They're not called that. They're called rifles or weapons or whatever. But so that's the thing. If I sit down or if I'm, you know... I don't know a lot about the base subject, so a video that comes across in a professional manner can convince me. Now, here's the big thing. We're going to jump ahead to the end of this song, because this is the important part. So the question always is, whenever you talk to someone from who's flat earther, and trust me, there's more of them out there than you think. A recent survey said 20% of millennials don't know whether or not the earth is round. 20% of millennials. So there's a lot more. And, they're, and they'll say, hey, man, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. But anyway, so the question, always, this is always your best rebuttal for this, is why would they lie about the Earth being round? Why? What would be the point of that lie? And this gentleman here, Flat Earth Man, tells us, gives us the answer and this uh, this is what i hear a lot from these flat earth people of, of why nasa is it's nasa led conspiracy always they hate nasa so let's play this nice face it's it's very very irritating to watch but anyway so that is the answer generally is flat earthers go nasa's hiding it because if the world was a disc the world was just the disc and it didn't match the physical properties that we've been being told, then God would have had to create that disc. It would be proof of God if we were living on a disc. You say that we're on a ball in the middle of a black universe spinning around in a solar system within a galaxy and we're just nothingness. But if we were a disc, that's proof of God. Okay, uh-huh, yeah. I'll accept that concept, but here's the thing. Why, if the Catholic Church, this might be controversial, but the Catholic Church is much older than NASA. Religion is much older than NASA. The idea that the Earth is round has been around far, far longer than most civilizations. Definitely longer than NASA. NASA didn't make it up. We knew that it was round. You know, thousand years. You hear stories that people used to believe the Earth was flat. That's really not true. Long, I mean, we're talking Romans may have thought the Earth was flat. But once you got, and even then that's debatable. 
because once you had to start sailing, we definitely it, we definitely knew the world was round by the time we were sailing the oceans. That was kind of the whole point of of going. They'd watch ships go over the horizon. They'd come. They're trying to get to India. They're trying to circumnavigate everything. They didn't necessarily know how big it was, but there were theories, and they were actually very close mathematically. They were able to figure out how big the world was because they knew it was round. Here's the thing. There was a book written by the guy who wrote Ichabod Crane. I don't remember that guy's name. And I don't remember the name of the book because I'm just kind of riffing off the top of my head. But anyways, in the book, he it was there, basically a guy wrote like a fake history of New York. It was a comedy book. And in that book, it was written like the 1800s. It was written around the time of um, Sleepy Hollow. And so in the book, he states that, oh, people in the past used to believe the earth was flat and they'd fall off of it. And people back then knew that was fake and they thought it was funny that someone could be so stupid to think the world was flat. Now we believe, we tell people, you know, we used to think the world was flat. We didn't know it was round until we sent satellites up into space and then we could see it. So that's where they're getting their information. They always knew it was round. At any point when we started doing mathematics, at any point when we started exploring we knew the Earth was round. You could go up onto mountains and see the curvature of the Earth. You could measure stuff, and you could estimate the circumference of the planet. They weren't idiots, and they could look up in the sky and see round planets. But anyways, my point being is that flat Earthers believe that if the if NASA if it turned out that we were on a disk, that'd be proof of God. If that was the case, then why why? Didn't any sort of major religion, whether it be Islam or Christianity or Judaism or the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, whatever, you know, basically say if you the earth is flat, the earth is always in flat. If you believe it's round, you're going to hell like they could have put that in because they have a vested interest in proving the existence of God. So if their concept is right if NASA is some sort of satanic Illuminati conspiracy, they're a little late to the game because they only got started 60 years ago? People knew the world was round before then. And you had organizations that have vested interests that if they could prove the world was flat, therefore God exists, which I don't believe that concept anyways, necessarily. If the world was flat, you could. if we were born in a universe where we knew the world was flat and we sent a satellite up and it hit the roof, then they would just go, well, that's just that's just the way the universe there is still they could still argue for a big bang or anything like that they just say it worked out differently that's my you know so when you talk to flat earthers and they bring up the thing like it's a nasa lie it's a nasa lie the best answer for them is but nasa's only 60 years old what were they doing before that and they'll be like well they believed they used to believe the earth was round and then you i mean they used to believe the earth is flat and then you question them prove it, prove that to me Show me any historical records where they say the earth was flat. Well, the Bible said the four corners of the world. Well, okay, is the world a square? No, it's a disc. Have you ever seen a disc with corners? No. I'm strawmanning it, obviously. There's a flat earther in front of me. They would be coming back with better points, but the end result would be the same. Because they always go to the four corners of the earth argument. There, and, and to be fair, you know, 
anyways, it get, it can get frustrating because you're running around in circles with them. But that's the thing you you have to you can't argue with them scientifically because I don't have the technology to fly up into space and they don't have the technology to fly into space. And this kind of goes when you're arguing any conspiracy theory. They're going to throw out facts and numbers to you, and the, what you have to do is you have to question the root cause. If the conspiracy theory is controlled demolition for 9-11, your question is, my question always is, when I'll let someone tell me all about 9-11, I'll say, if the government, if the U.S. government was behind 9-11, why? And they'll say, well, because they wanted to invade Afghanistan, Iraq, they wanted to have war for oil. That's the general thing. They wanted to create a police state, things like that. My next question is, because all I do is ask questions. My next question is, if the government faked 9-11, if it was controlled demolition, why did they have 17 of the 19 hijackers from Saudi Arabia? Wouldn't it have been easier to have three hijackers from North Korea, five hijackers from Iraq, and six hijackers or whatever the remaining ones from Afghanistan and Iran? That was the axis of evil. If they're making it up, they can make up whatever they want. They could say, yeah, North Korea, Iraq, and Iran, and Afghanistan all work together on this. Why, if they're making it up, why put 16, 17 people from Saudi Arabia, an allied country? I've never had a conspiracy theorist be able to answer that question. So when they say research everything, I'm going to go back to question everything. Question what they're telling you, what the conspiracy theorist is telling you. Question what the skeptic is telling you. And all you're doing is asking questions, and you'll almost always get to the actual truth of the matter. And to me, that is the most fascinating thing. I'm Jason Carpenter, and this has been Dead Rabbit Radio.